Welcome to Going Out Your Door, the podcast to get you out your door and on the road. My name is Marjorie Freimuth, and in travel news, I am officially less than three weeks away from my grand European tour, which I'm so excited about. Who knows if it'll be grand, but I'm hoping it'll be fun. I think it will be. And let's see, it's May 2nd now as I'm recording this. I will probably be wrapping up the trip while you are listening to this, but head on over to Going Out Your Door on Instagram for all kinds of updates and pictures and all kinds of things from the trip. I will be updating there as I'm traveling. So yeah, I leave on May 18th. I fly from Colorado to Dallas-Fort Worth. I've never had a layover in Dallas-Fort Worth before, but I do this time and also on the way back, which is weird because I bought the tickets separately. But I fly from Colorado to Dallas-Fort Worth to, I think, straight to Dublin. I think I only have one layover. I might have two. I have to double check that. <laughs> but it should be a good flight. And then I'll be in Dublin for a couple days. And then I travel to Edinburgh for about 10 days where I will be house-sitting. And then from Edinburgh to Paris with my partner where we're going to stay for a couple days. And then I'll also be there for a little bit by myself. And then from Paris, I will be going to Bruges, Belgium, and then to Brussels. And then I fly back home from Brussels. So I'm super excited about this trip. It's been so long since I've traveled internationally and years since I've been to Europe. So this is really, really exciting. I do kind of feel like a baby little traveler who has to relearn everything all over again. Um, I've definitely gotten out of the habit during the past few years, as I'd imagine lots of us have. So that is upcoming. Like I said, while you were listening to this, it's probably currently happening, but I'm super excited. And It's actually a very appropriate topic for today as I'm planning for this trip because we are talking about how to save money for traveling. Now, I should just say right away that there's actually nothing specific about traveling for this one. It could be saving money for anything, any kind of saving money schemes that you use, you can use to save money for traveling, obviously, but traveling can be a huge expense. So it's something that people tend to save for specifically, and also the expense of traveling can be prohibitive. It's often why people choose not to travel. They think it's so expensive, and yes, it is. It definitely can be. There are ways to mitigate that. We've talked about so many cheap travel hacks on this podcast. I'll link to some of these episodes, but definitely we have how to find cheap flights, doing house sitting as a way to save money, staying in hostels, uh, free walking tours, which I'm definitely going to be taking free walking tours on this trip, um, budget airlines, and cheap travel destinations for 2022. So all about saving money and still being able to travel, but it does have some costs. So that is why we are talking today, how to save money for traveling. And of course, as soon as you think about this, or as soon as you Google this, you're going to see lots of things about like, don't go out to eat and stop buying lattes every day. And yes, there is some value to that because eating out can be incredibly expensive, especially these days. And yeah, like a daily latte habit is going to add up. But at the same time, like I love my lattes, so I'm not going to tell you that. I love going out to eat, but there are ways to adjust that. So these are some of the more creative ways that I found through my own practice and also through research for saving money for a specific thing in your life, in this case, travel. So the first thing that you need to know is where you want to go. 
there's going to be a very big difference between saving for like a Western Europe budget versus saving for a Central America budget or something like that. So how much money do you estimate that you are going to need for wherever you want to go? And you can set that as your goal or the cost of the plane tickets or whatever. And then number two is know what your current spending and income situation and habits are like right now. And this is kind of like the boring, classic, not so interesting tip is like, look into your finances. But it's true. Track your expenses, manage your money, make sure you know what you are bringing in, what you are spending, and then see what is possible to cut out. So like I said, the classics, like make your own coffee. I mean, I do love lattes and I will never stop getting them, but maybe like a few days a week, make your own coffee or switch to just straight up coffee with milk or cream instead of getting something fancy that can definitely cut down the cost. Don't eat out as much, like really choose the times where you want to have that restaurant experience or even like that takeout and veg in front of Netflix experience, but don't, maybe don't turn to it as like a consistent thing or the fallback when you just don't know what else to do, like really choose when that is something that you want. And then also the classic, they say like ditch your cable or in this case, these days, ditch your online subscriptions. And by that, obviously, that means go and turn to someone else and just steal their Netflix password or their Hulu password or whatever. But any of those like monthly recurring things that you don't even think about, um, I'm certainly not a financial advisor or planner or anything like that. Like, I don't have any um, podium to speak from on this. And I'm sure you've heard this in all sorts of different situations on how to save money. But those sorts of recurring things, if you can eliminate them, that is definitely definitely helpful. I will also say you hear a lot of advice about how to eliminate expenses, but for me what makes sense is then every time that you don't eat out or every time that you don't get a latte. I'm I'm probably like ragging on lattes today. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe I should like cappuccino or frappuccino or whatever. Anytime you don't make that more expensive purchase, Don't just forego it, but actually take the money that you would have spent and then put it into the travel fund because it's always helpful to reduce expenses. But when you don't have a practical way to track the money that you're saving, I think it's easy to just sort of like let it all sort of roll back into your bank account and then it gets spent on something else or you think like, oh, hey, I have a lot more money than usual. I'm going to splurge on something. So when you are saving that money, in my mind, that money then needs to be taken and specifically saved in a separate bank account or the jar on your desk or whatever it is so that you don't um, sort of forget that you've saved it in the first place, if that makes sense. So just to recap, we had number one, set your goal, which is knowing where you want to go and roughly how much you'll need. Number two, this is like the big floofy one, get a, get a bird's eye view, a big picture on all of your spending and income and start to eliminate what you can, where you can. Cool. Okay. Number three, you can just actually add the travel goal as part of your budget. Um, factor that into like what you're spending every month and set aside a specific amount from every paycheck. This is a great way too to just set that money aside so it doesn't accidentally get spent on other things and it's factored into your budget for the month as its own line item. 
And okay, number four, this is like a little more drastic. This is in the long term. Like if you want to take a big trip in the next couple of years or you want to have more money just to travel with in general, but look at your housing situation. Now, I know that for people in cities, this can be a huge issue. Housing is so expensive. I, again, not one to like tell you what to do. But if it is possible to find a less expensive place to live, maybe move to a different part of town or get a roommate if you can, or even like if your trip is coming up soon and you want to emergency save a lot of money in the next month or two, like can you move in with your parents just for a couple months? I, I don't know what uh, what they would think about all this, what their perspective would be. But if you can just cut out, completely eliminate a month or two of rent, that can be totally huge for getting your hands on like a substantial amount of cash fairly quickly that can go towards your travel fund. So any way that you can split your rent or eliminate your rent or reduce your rent can be totally huge towards saving money in general. But again, in this case, uh, specifically for travel, I do feel really weird that this is like money in general and not something specific about travel because I don't specifically feel qualified to talk about money because again, I am not a financial planner or anything like that. But I think all of this is just reasonable advice and obviously you make your own decisions and decide what is right for you. Number six, this is where we get into kind of the tricky hacky stuff, which I really like. My brain likes this quite a bit. You can use an app or some banks offer this automatically in their banking app to save your change. So anytime that you make a purchase, it rounds up to the dollar amount from that purchase and saves the change. So just like putting change in a jar on your desk, except it's doing it digitally. And I actually used Acorns, the investing account Acorns. Um, I didn't, I, I never put enough in there to actually make money on investments. So I just sort of used it as that round up, save the change thing. And I really liked it. And after a few months of using that, then I had like a couple extra hundred dollars that ultimately I just put back into my bank account because I closed the account with the app. But it is a sort of ingenious way to save not a ton of money, but definitely like a chunk of money fairly easily without noticing that it's gone necessarily. So there are apps that can do this for you. And like I said, some banks actually have this function in their app or on your bank account that you can set it to save the change for all of your transactions. Number seven, this is another one that my brain really likes, sort of creative savings schemes. Now, these are a little bit hokey, a little bit hacky, but again, I find it very satisfying. So for the past few years, I have done that uh, scheme, that plan, where every day you save one penny more. So like on January 1st, you're saving a penny. On January 2nd, you're saving two pennies. On the third, three pennies. So it grows... Um, I don't remember them. Is it not exponentially, but ge geometrically? I don't, I don't remember the term for it. Um, so by the end of the year, you're actually saving quite a bit and it does get, you definitely notice it more towards the end of the year. I'll say that, but I'm doing that now. I did it for the past few years in Taiwan and actually I saved a lot more money in Taiwan because I was saving one Taiwanese dollar every day, which, you know, exchange rate is different. So I think with the US dollar, if you do it one additional cent every day, by the end of the year, you've saved about $700. Again, like it all depends how you look at it. In one respect, that's like a plane ticket, which is great. In another respect, like it's not enough money to fund an entire trip. So it's like, it's all about your perspective, but that is definitely a chunk of change that can go a decent ways when you are traveling. 
depending on where you're going, like that might be a plane ticket. If you're traveling internationally, that might be half a plane ticket. It all depends on your perspective on whether that is a lot of money, but it's definitely a chunk of change regardless of how you look at it. Number eight, because we had to talk about the eating habits, we already talked about the restaurants at the beginning, but it's impossible to not talk about food and eating when you're talking about saving money because it's something that we spend a lot of money on naturally every single day. Um, But just see what changes, what tweaks you can make to your eating habits. Like I said at the beginning, maybe try to minimize the amount that you get takeout or eat out at restaurants without cutting it out entirely. Absolutely not. I don't believe in that. Uh, But just make sure that it's a choice rather than like the default option. But also, if you do want to go out, maybe go out for lunch instead of dinner because it tends to be less expensive at that time. And if you want to get together with friends, maybe instead of the default being going out for dinner or drinks, see if you can do like potlucks or cooking parties and everyone can come together and bring something or cook together. And not only will it save you money, but it can be a really fun activity to do with all of your friends. Number nine This is where you take on additional work. Now, I know that we're all super busy and like can't take on extra jobs, but there are lots of sort of side hustles, gig jobs, freelance things that you can do on your own time as much or as little as you want that can, again, maybe not make up an entire second income, but can save you like a decent chunk of change. So For example, of course, you could drive with ride shares. That's always out there. Um, But another one that I did once was surveys. So this was actually when I moved to Boston. I didn't have a job and I found an app that just let you take surveys. And every time you completed a survey, you got, I think it was 60 cents. And then when you'd completed enough to get to $10, they deposited it in your bank account. And that doesn't sound like much, and it's not much, but the surveys were pretty easy. They only took like a minute or two each. And so for the first like month that I lived in Boston, when I was searching for a job and didn't have one yet, I told myself that I could only buy things other than like food (laughs) that was necessary, but I could only buy things if I had made the money through the surveys to pay for them. And I actually managed to make several hundred dollars, I think, over that month. So again, definitely not another income, but certainly a way to make like a little chunk of change that can supplement these travel funds or whatever else you're saving for. Also other kind of like gig work, like the dog walking apps. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure you know, Um, or any of those other things that exist these days where you can make an account and work on your own time and make a little bit of money. Number nine, I think we're on number nine. This one is a little bit creative and I think you definitely have to be very intentional about how you put it into practice to make sure that you're not like doing anything shady, I think. But there are lots of places where we can get things for free, right? Like sometimes people will give things away on like Facebook marketplace or social media platforms, or even in my town, like there's always free boxes put out with like yard sale items that people just didn't feel like going through the trouble of actually selling. So anytime that you can get those free items, then you can try to resell them on, again, your own social media platform or any of the other sites that exist for selling used things. So it could be like clothes or books or furniture or whatever. 
you do want to make sure that you're not being too shady because it is like a little bit sketch, I think, to get things for free from other people and then resell them at a profit for yourself. But I think there's a way to do it that can be like slightly more ethical than other ways, depending on how you're getting these things and how you're reselling them and all of that. So basically you're just flipping, right? Like you're flipping free stuff that you can get. That's definitely a way to earn extra money. You could also, number 10, sell your own things. Maybe you're due for a garage sale or you can list things again on social media, on Facebook Market marketplace, like whatever you're using, close on Depop. I hear that's a big thing now, although I've never done it. So you can downsize and get rid of some of your own stuff and also make some money at the same time. Number 11, what free activities are in your area? So instead of going out, whether it's for food or movies or clubs or concerts or whatever things you have to pay for, what is going on around that is free? That could totally depend on where you are. Um, I know my town just had like an amazing free concert last night that I actually didn't go to, but there might be things that are always free. There might be things that are free like certain days of the week, like museums, or there might be like one-off events that are no charge as well. So keep an eye out for those free activities just as a way to save that money that you would otherwise have spent. And the last one that we have here, again, totally depends on your situation. This will work for some people and will not work with others. Consider renting your home out. Could be on Airbnb, could be on other platforms. And you don't have to make it a constant thing, right? Because you're like, okay, I rent my house out. Like, where do I live? If you live in a place that is very popular for a certain holiday or certain time of year, see if you can be out of your house at that time. Maybe go visit family or friends or go stay somewhere else. Make that your vacation time. And then rent out your place just for that really highly in demand time of year. You could make a substantial amount of money like renting out an apartment in New York over like Christmas or New Year's or something like that. So if you live in a popular tourist destination, that can be a really, really lucrative opportunity. And then here at the end, just some rapid fire things. Check out your library instead of buying books or buying books to download on your e-reader. Libraries can be great. And they have a lot of other things too. Actually, my local library is currently giving out masks and COVID tests. So instead of paying like 25 bucks for a COVID test, see if your library has them. So libraries are great for saving money. Um, If you're a person who likes to get your nails done, see if you can switch to like home manicures, do it yourself or just limit the frequency that you get them. Um, Things like gyms and Pilates and yoga memberships. I love a good workout class. There's nothing like going to the gym and certainly like yoga classes and Pilates classes are unique, but a lot of that stuff you can also do by yourself. So Can you set up an exercise routine at home? Can you go running outside? Maybe your park has some free outdoor class or something like that. I do love structured classes and I know like the gym is great for motivation. If you are really trying to save money, see what you can do on your own and cancel those memberships. Also, public transportation, walking, riding bikes instead of like Ubering or ride sharing places. Um, When you're out shopping, grocery shopping, any kind of home things, can you buy the generic version instead of the brand name? I know these are all sort of like classic saving money techniques, but they are really true, especially since we're in this weird time of like prices skyrocketing. So anytime we can save money shopping is a very good thing. 
So that is certainly not a comprehensive list, but I think there was enough, uh, there were enough weird and wild and varied ideas throughout that list that hopefully got your brain thinking a little bit, maybe mulling some possibilities for how you might be able to save a little extra money for your upcoming trip. If you have any of your own money-saving techniques for travel, how do you boost your travel fund? I would love to hear your ideas. I also want to know where you're planning to go on your upcoming trip, if you have any coming up or if you are daydreaming about that. You can send any of those ideas, comments, questions, stories to goingoutyourdoortravel at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at goingoutyourdoor. Again, I will have all of the Europe trip stuff and anything I do after that on goingoutyourdoor on Instagram. And you can also find me on Twitter at goingoutyour. And until next time, we will be back with more of the travel tips and tricks and stories and all the stuff we love on Going Out Your Door.